Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 208 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I drink it every single morning. And I'll tell you what, if you guys want to try it out, uh, it's couchtowncoffee.com. It's it's super easy to order coffee. They'll ship it directly to your house. You let them know what you want, how you want it roasted. You pay them, boom, easy, right to your house. You grind it up. You have the best coffee you've ever had. And uh, that's what I think anyways. It's amazing coffee, super delicious. So check it out, couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order. And when you do, let them know that Audible Farm sent you and they will give you 20% off because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode is also brought to you by the patrons on the Patreon channel, Audible Farm on Patreon has uh, a handful of patrons over there that are, you know, paying a dollar a month to watch the video version of the podcast. People such as, you know, Eric and Vince and Ronley and Andy and Abby and Matt and Harold and Justin and Travis and the McAllister Hours. I love you all. Thank you guys very, very much for uh, being a part of the Patreon channel. It's $1 a month. You can watch video versions of the podcast over on the Patreon channel. Audible Farm. Patreon is patreon.com slash audible farm. Thanks, everybody. This week, I'm sitting down with Jesse Hernandez from Orphic Illusion. Orphic Illusion is a relatively new band, but uh, they've been doing a lot of work in the last year. Uh, We sit down and talk about how the band formed, where they came from, uh, what Jesse was doing before the band, how the band kind of converses with one another to make sure they're all on the same page to get things done. They've got a music video out. They've got a single out. They've got an EP out. I mean, we talk about all the cool stuff they've got going on. They did a CD release show not too long ago. And uh, they got another uh, CD release show coming up in a different town. We talk about that coming up uh, on the 8th. There's a show coming up on the 8th. So make sure you check that out. Listen in on the podcast for uh, us talking about that. And I hope you enjoy it. This is episode number 208 with Jesse Hernandez, the vocalist for Orphic Illusion. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. sitting down today with jesse hernandez uh jesse you reached out to me uh via social media how'd you find the podcast let me ask you that um actually i've been listening to your podcast for a while since uh you had cody benton of arisaro on there nice yeah he's he's actually brought in a lot of people to to listen to the podcast it's pretty wild that's been that was like a hundred episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah cody's a good dude yeah he's a good guy i i love it you know I've, I've known him for a while so it's it's uh pretty sweet you know that that's you know the scene is big but it's small too it's kind of funny how that works yeah. out yeah definitely so uh you do the vocals in orphic illusion which is uh a metal band metal core maybe uh yeah metal core all right so uh what what makes it metal core for those that aren't really because i'm let's let's put it this way uh if, if you like listen to country anything that's like heavier than van halen is just like that's metal you know like that's heavy yeah you know so they I, like lump it all together that's really how i think everybody should see it because it's really it really all is metal yeah that's true Whatever it is it, it's it's really all metal yeah i mean when when you start breaking it down into the subgenres, it kind of yeah when you start breaking it down i guess it's like the the breakdowns um it's like the simple guitar riffs and shit. It's like not too complex. It's really just down to basic stuff. Well, I don't know. Like I, you would say that, but I would say I listened to the. I did listen to the EP that you guys just released, and uh, yeah, there's some of the stuff in there. It's like, oh, what, what was that part? You know. So there is stuff that's intriguing where you're like, ah, there's some there's some fun stuff going on in there. So I, A bit. I yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Is it like the the clean versus not clean vocals too? Because I remember that kind of being a thing, maybe not, like not necessarily because there's a lot of metalcore bands that don't use cleans, like As I Lay Dying. Okay. You know, a lot of like a lot of their older stuff, it's just the the straight mean. But that's metalcore. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, what we're really lagging is is a second guitar. Is that this, would really, I would really round out our sound. All right, so so let's start like all the way back at the beginning. So we're talking second guitarist. Uh, you're a four piece, I think I saw online, correct? 
So that's a, a guitar, a bass, a drummer, and then you, the vocalist. So who's who's the other pieces in the band at the moment? Okay, so we have Jake Josting, who is our guitarist. He is from Marshalltown, Iowa. He is also the former guitarist of East Madison. Ah, there you go. I thought I recognized him. I was like, yeah, I know this person. I've seen yep. him. I've played shows with him. And then uh, we have Spencer Cole. He's from like Cedar Falls waterloo area so he takes a drive and then currently on base we have Alec verdula of aod okay um the people that drive to shows and drive to practices to drive to be in a band uh i'm one of them it's nuts i can't believe people do it like especially the drummer the drummer's the one well that's weird you think the drummer would be in high demand everywhere you know yeah, it helps. I have a drum kit at my house. I'm a, I'm also a drummer. Okay. Whew. Yeah. I was, that's. I don't it know. Dragging easier. a whole drum set. Rough. No, trust me. I know. <laughs> Is that why you're doing vocals <laughs> in the band? <laughs> hey, I've been a drummer in a couple bands. All right. There we go. There we go. So, how did you get started with music? Let's. We're gonna back it up even further because we're gonna talk about how the band formed and stuff. But like, how? I didn't know you were. This is the first time we've met. We talked for like five minutes before this, uh, yeah. other than messaging a few times. How did you get interested in music? Did you start with the drums? Um, no, I've really been singing my whole life. My dad's really into music, so he listened to a lot of music. He's always singing and and whatnot. So it's just always it's just always been there. Nice, nice. There's always there's always been music. It's got me through a lot of ups and downs, and then. I've always wanted to get drums, but it was just growing up. It just wasn't something that was going to happen. Yeah. So God bless the parents that have kids that have drums. I got my own set of drums and I started playing on those and I got okay for being self-taught. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, really it's the vocals. I try to dabble in the other instruments as well, but I'd, I'd venture to say drums is probably the hardest one. Like, if you were going to pick up an instrument. Nah, guitar. What? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, that's me being a guitarist. But. You think about it, with drums, at most you're moving four limbs. Yeah. With guitar, you're moving on five, you know, four or five of your fingers. Okay. Times your finger picking with the other hand. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're using a lot. You're going up and down. You're using your your foot for your pedals. Okay, okay, that's that's a fair point, I guess. Like I'll concede to you're using more <laughs> digits. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I it's crazy to think that like people just I'm blown away that people are just like I'll choose the drums. It just blows me away. It just I mean I get it. It seems primal, like in a sense, like it's easier. Like oh, you just bang on shit, you know. Oh, sorry, there's profanity five minutes in. I apologize. Yeah, but yeah, drum. Drums all about the rhythm, you That's, know the beat. The, it's that heartbeat. Yep. You know, and and being a music instructor, I mean, I am, but that, that might be the toughest thing to like teach somebody to like if they don't have beat. That's kind of like a deal breaker sometimes, you know. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it, it takes a lot of work to be taught how to have good rhythm, but mo the best drummers are are born with it. They have that natural rhythm. Yeah, I guess doing doing metalcore, you definitely need to do that with like a breakdown in a song. It's it like, oh, here comes like maybe a tempo change, and we're cutting the tempo like right in half, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. I could see that being a thing. So, how did you get interested in like joining a band? I mean, you said you kind of always wanted to do some vocal things and stuff like that. Was it something you did for a while? Is this the first band you've been in? Is this the fifth or tenth or? This is. Oh man, not the first. Probably my fourth serious band, okay. I'd say. My first one was Donna Mayhem. Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, with uh, with Casey Kelly, Fred Carter, Jared Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I yep. guess, yeah. Vocalist. I was the vocalist for them. Uh, I was the drummer for Faltered Dreams and One Dose. Cool. And... When I lived down in Florida, I was a drummer for one band shortly. So you moved away and came back? Is that the deal? 
Oh, I moved away a few times and came back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. You just can't take the Iowa boy out of Iowa, something. There's a saying, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be here either. Uh, I'm going to be everywhere in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's the winter. The winter's the killer, but man, I don't know. I don't know. So you decide to form this band. How How is this band different from the other bands you've been in? So the way we decided to do Orphic Illusion, when it all got started, uh, Jake Josting, he, he made a post on Facebook. He was like, you know, trying to start this, you know, heavy project. And then I commented and I'm like, yo, what's up? I want vocals. And it was like, bet. Then, you know, we were looking around for a drummer. Spencer reached out to us. He came over to my house, and then it was just the three of us. And that first day, within an hour, Burn It Down was written to completion. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So Day one. I, that's why I love it when it comes together like that. I mean, I've I've never really been in a band like that. Most of the stuff, it's always like I, I joined a preformed band, so it's uh, you just come in and learn a bunch of stuff before you come in. But, like, mm-hmm. I always hear stories about that, like, Bands get together, they meet in a studio, whatever, wham, this song just comes out like within hours and then all of a sudden that's their hit, you know, it ends up, that's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's like, that can't be real, but yeah, it happens. No, it, it was just like instantaneous. Like we knew like, all right, yeah, we got something. That's awesome. We, we've struggled with uh, bass players. Is, I, I feel like there's always like the one thing in all the bands is probably the bassist. Like the bassist is always like this weird, like keystone piece that is, is like undersold in every band that that's like yep. the bassist is always like the most prepared. He's got tools for, it's like, why is it always the bassist? But they're always the hardest <laughs> to find, you know? Hey, funny thing is I'm the one who's got everything and is always prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that bassist? You don't even need to bring your toolbox. No. Nope. <laughs> So, I mean, you had a bassist on the songs I listened to online, though. Yes. Okay. Uh, bassist that recorded on the songs was Ethan Hazelwood. He was our first bassist. Mm-hmm. That's, they're really polished recordings. Where do you end up going and doing all the recordings? Uh, we got them done at Backwards Hat Studios by uh, Tyler Halverson from Awakening Force. Okay. Where, where's, that lo- where's that located at? Uh, it was, I believe... Grimes or Johnston, Ankeny, yep. some that area. Gotcha. That's awesome. I mean, it's right in his basement. It was legit. That's <laughs> I Recorded, love that. He mixed, mastered everything. It was great. That stuff's so funny too. I mean, like to record stuff, it really doesn't take a fancy setup. But it's funny when you show up in someone's basement and you're like, "Oh, they got all this stuff in here and it's all ready," and you just put your stuff in there and record. It's like. I never, it's like, a, usually it's like an unassuming house too. It's just like, oh, this is just like a regular person's like regular people house. And then you go inside and it's like, oh, there's, you know, 40 foot screen here to mix stuff on or whatever. And it's like, this is was, wild. Yeah. I he mean, he really took the time to listen to what we wanted and he got, you know, he did great. It, it sounds like it. Uh, like, I mean, when you sent me a message initially, I was just like, well, I mean, the easiest thing to do would be like Facebook the band. And it's like, oh, this band exists. And then it's like, I think they have music because it saw it on their Facebook. So I went over to the Spotify and I found it on Spotify. And I started listening to it. And I was like, this is polished. This is really polished. This wasn't just like something you slap together. I mean, like I would say slap together in my basement, you know, it's, but you know, I'm just kind of a, a novice when it comes to recording anything. But yeah, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't, yeah, I'd put that up against anything. It sounds really nice. I mean, there's a lot of uh, not just musical stuff going on. You guys added little bits and pieces of other things going on to add to the, add to the tone of the album. Yeah, no, Tyler really did great. Did you uh, go into this thinking like, because I noticed you had singles released too. So did you do, go into this thinking like, let's release single, 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 and then the whole thing as a whole? Or how is, what's the release schedule like for that? <laughs> with this game plan that we were, you know, we were going to go in we recorded the first single, burn it down. We were going, we were going to release that. And then three months later, you know, and then we shortly released the lyric video for it. So people, you know, could learn the lyrics and, and whatnot. And then three months after the, the single dropped itself, we dropped the music, you know, we were going to record the music video and we dropped that. 
And then three months after the music video, we dropped another single with the lyric video. Nice. And then we planned it to where like three months after that, we would drop the whole EP. Oh, cool. So it's about like time span of like what a year and three months. Is that what that ends up being? Or is it a year total? It wasn't, it wasn't even a year. Oh man, that's crazy. Got it, all, got it all done. I think in like nine months. That's wild. That's wild. So you, so you guys were like basically ahead of schedule then you had this like plan oh, that we accomplished a lot more. That, that's like the first time I've ever heard somebody on like 200 episodes worth of band stuff that somebody was like we were ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with recording stuff and I'm not trying to sneeze at like recording and the mixers oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It just it just takes so much time. Yeah. If everybody in the band does their job, you know, things smooth you know flow really smooth yeah and i guess it helps to have everyone on the same page too like did you did you guys go down like sit down talk about this when you were forming the band like these are kind of the goals we want to like make music videos we want to like you know we yep. do want to play shows you know we want to have an internet presence or whatever you end up deciding like different things like that but i mean that's i feel like that's an important thing that a lot of people Oh yeah, no. We definitely talk about every decision we make. Yeah, it's always it's always a group decision. I mean, it's I love that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I've learned to be like passive in most situations where it's like, eh, if this isn't a hill, I'm willing to die on. I'll just go with the crowd because, like, when I decide not to, I'm gonna I'm gonna really actually put my foot down, you know? Because like most of the time, I'm like, meh, you know, eh, this doesn't affect me, right? Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's like. I don't know. Now it's fun. I finally have like a job and things like that. You know, for a while I didn't, I didn't, wasn't working a day job. So it's just like, yeah, if I want this day off or that night off or what, I just, yeah, whatever. I can take whenever off I want. You know, that was nice. But now that I have like a job job, it's like, I don't think I'm going to take a Tuesday show unless it's a good one. You know, like you just have to really start thinking about that kind of stuff. Right. Now but, I've always had jobs. So a lot of our shows are weekend shows. Yeah. If I get enough notice, then I can play any show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'll make it work. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the music my career. Ah, yeah. Path I'm trying to go down. So, I mean, honestly, more power to you. It's, it's doable. It's very, there are definitely bands from Iowa that have reached what I would think would be like a, I don't want to say like semi famous level, but it's like that tier below fame. You know, it's like, they tour, they do this stuff, they've they like go on tours with big bands and stuff like that that everyone knows, but they're always like the super opener that people forget about or whatever. And then it's like when they come back to Iowa though, it's like a king's welcome. It's just like these guys are back. You know, the yeah, uh the guitarist for Hemlock now. Oh nice. Yeah, he's out he's out on tour right now, he's in Florida with Hemlock. That's crazy. See, it happens. It happens, people. Yeah, I'm proud of that guy. He's he's so good. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of talent in the state, and I think that's something. Uh, I mean, like I do a lot of podcasts with a lot of different people from like people who are like in cover bands and things like that. And that was actually like the last episode I did. I kind of talked about that, but I think there's a lot of things that people on both sides of the fence kind of forget about. Is like the people that are making original music are like people who are composing and doing things and like you know putting their heart out on their sleeve and then there's people that are just covering music and those people are like there's some damn good musicians in that crowd too because they have to like emulate some of their favorite musicians and it's mm -hmm. not always easy to emulate somebody else uh, across you know different spectrums but yeah it's easy to play somebody else's song but it's another thing to perform somebody else's song that's true that's true you know but i i, I think it's like kind of crazy to think about that that I'll, i i feel like there's not much blending between the one side and the other side you know like a fine line you're you're either one side or the other yeah yeah and i <laughs> i'm trying to toe the line on both and it's not easy you know but uh i want to cover songs but like i want to do cover songs that nobody does yeah and that I, that's a, that's a great idea I like the idea. Okay, I, let's go, let's keep going with this idea. I think it's a great idea. The reason I I know it might not work is is nobody would know them, and so then like you could be like, well, they're could be originals, like songs that people know, mm -hmm. but like covers. There you go. Yeah, like a B side type deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean that'd be awesome. It would it would be tough to pull off. I feel like you know when but you, if done 
it'd be spectacular. Yes. I feel like the the time you play a Tom Petty B side in front of somebody, they're gonna be like, you know, play free fall. You know, they're gonna be screaming for something they want to hear, you know. <laughs> but it's like, no, sorry, I all I do is running down a dream. That's the only one. Like <laughs> if I'm doing free falling by Tom Petty, I'm doing my version of that <laughs> <laughs> oh man tom petty comes up on the podcast a lot uh, we're just gonna grace right past uh mr tom petty uh great musician but yeah so it's, it's wild to think that uh there's so many different types of music out there too like is like i play in three finger betty we are a like punk rock like somewhere in the middle as when I was with Donna Mayhem, we did a couple of benefit shows together. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Let's see here. Uh, what was that one place? Maybe over like towards the east side of Des Moines. Was that one of the benefit shows? That we, what's that? Woody's. Yeah. Right across, right across the street from Nay and E Cows. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was awesome. That was a great show. That, that was great. I. Uh, that was another show that, and that's the fun thing with Betty is I get to play with like the heavier bands that I don't normally get to see every now and then. And it's fun to see you guys. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I don't live in Des Moines. So I don't get to come down here all the time. So it's like, this is great. I get to see these guys play, you know, and when I normally wouldn't, I just get to see the Facebook posts and the, you know, the, the videos and things like that. Right. So it, it was awesome, you know, and that's, I was looking at some of the bands that you've played with and I'm like, Hey, we've played with a couple of these bands or, you know, we've played with bands that have played with these bands and it's, it's only a matter of time, I think, until our paths cross because we keep playing at like the same types of venues and things like that. So, but yeah, we got a show on the eighth. We're doing a part two of our EP release. Nice. Or we did part one at Dave and Sally's in Marshalltown, and that turnout was great. We actually shot a music video that night. Ah, cool. Did you do? Are you doing the whole like mixing the live footage with the uh, the music video footage or? Yeah. And uh, we actually we we pulled uh, footage from all the bands, mm -hmm. like the shot the video. Uh, Cody McKenney from uh, Axe Productions. Nice. He's the one who shot our video uh, for Burn It Down and uh, the new video. Mm -hmm. That'll be coming out next month, I believe. That's we awesome. We haven't it on a specific date, but that will be announced here shortly. Awesome. Oh man, I I love the concept of bands making music videos. It's like one of my favorite things ever. I don't know why more bands don't make music videos, especially with how easy they are to make. What's that? Burn it down was a blast. I, <laughs> let's hear about it. How was how was making a music video? So, uh, for Burn It Down, we actually knew people who let us use their property to shoot the video. Okay, it was a, a friend of ours. Well, of my wife's family and uh, the friend's husband is a volunteer firefighter for Marshall County. Okay. And he actually got a flamethrower to bring on set, <laughs> which was great. That's <laughs> uh, there was this, <laughs> it's just, this, uh, there was like a whole garage just mounded up in a pile with, you know, just a bunch of stuff to burn. Mm-hmm. And then when it got dark, we used the flamethrower and we torched it. Nice. Probably about 50 feet away when that thing was going. And it was so hot, it was still burning our backs. Oh, my gosh. We, we had to put like, this wagon wheel with a piece of metal behind us as a heat shield. Oh, geez. So we could get the shot. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, my gosh. That is nuts. Oh, it was wild. So how long did it take to film the music video? I think like six hours. That's not too bad, honestly. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's going to take days or whatever to get all the shots. And like, it might if you want to, I guess, but. It just depends on what you want to do. But we were able to get all the shots in one location, so. there, Yeah, I mean, that's a big kicker, too. If you want to go multi-location, then you start, you know, being a deal breaker. I've, uh, yep. I've actually made a couple music videos for somebody. And like the one of them was like, uh in his house and then like in his like across his driveway there's like a junkyard so we were there and then it was just like on the other side of his house is like some other stuff so we just went on that side and it looks like three different locations when you like look at it but we walked like 20 feet total on either mm -hmm. side of the house so it's like ah this is easy 
and like the other one I did, we just walked around downtown somewhere and filmed in a bunch of different locations, like within, you know, like a five block area. So it wasn't terrible. You can get it all done in an afternoon. It's, you know, oh, yeah. easy peasy, but uh, for one of our songs, uh, we plan on releasing in the future. I want to get an animated vid- music video for it. Nice. I, uh, because it's cool. That'd be a tough one, I think. To like, I don't know anything. I don't know the first thing about animating anything. I'm sure so somebody. I, I'm sure somebody does. The way I was thinking is finding some college kid who's doing like, you know, who's got that as classes, and see if they want to do that for one of their projects or whatever. That's an amazing concept. That works. I know somebody that pulled that off with a video production student. They were like, "Hey, you want to make a music video?" And they were like, "Sure." And then they used it for a class, and you know, and they got a, got an A or whatever, and they got a music video out of it, and they paid the kid and. The win-win. Yeah, the kid's in school. He's, like, making money, like, just doing something for a class that he has to do anyways that he's pay- he's paying to do the <laughs> class. It's, like, such a win. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a great idea. Uh, I mean, I, I suggest that, like, we all live near, like, a college that has some sort of technology. And, like, all community colleges have that stuff. Hit up one of those kids, you know? That'd be great. Yeah, I live over by Ames, so. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's an abundance of uh, college students over there. I mean, you, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That, that's a great idea. I mean, that's something, I don't know. These are the secrets that need to come out. These are the, these are the so things people need to talk about. Who's taking any uh, video production classes or uh, animation, get at me. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want, and I want to see the music video, too. I want to see what it looks like. That's going to be awesome. I, uh, Dude, animation music video, that'd be cool as hell. Oh, man. It's got me thinking. You could do all. You could go all different directions, but there's like no limits with animation, too. Mm-mm. I mean, with anything. Yeah, I mean, with humans, you got. I mean, you only. You can only do so much, you know. That's why like, cartoons are so funny, because you know you can like. Back in the day, you used to like flatten each other's heads and stuff with hammers, and you're just like ha ha ha, you know. And you can't do that. I in love cartoons. Great. What's that? I love cartoons and anime. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of a kind of into anime a little bit. I, I try to. St- it's one of those things if I dip too deep into it, then it just sucks me in and I got to kind of just make sure I keep my distance. Uh, what yeah. was it for you that got you into anime? Let me ask you that. There's usually like one. Inuyasha. What was it? Inuyasha. I don't even know what that is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to have to message about this afterwards. So let's, oh, let's, yeah. Let, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it was Dragon Ball Z. I'm like the, the straight vanilla kid that everyone is, you know, yeah. Dragon Ball Z got me into it, gets everyone into it. But I love Dragon Ball. I actually have the uh, complete series of Dragon Ball Z nice. on disc. And then I have also have Avatar, the whole complete on that too, with Legend of Korra. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's coming back. It's it's a it's a big popular one, and I I totally would love to see like anime mushed into a metal music video. I think it would fit so well. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it'd be nuts. It'd be so nuts. You should. <laughs> that, could be like a, that could be like a lane on TikTok. Like, look how good our music fits over this fight scene. Look how good our music fits over this fight scene. Like, someone needs to hire us to do this stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And but, really, our music would fit really good over a fight scene, especially resistance. Yes, yes. I, I great. Yeah, I I do have to say, like, I, I definitely when I was younger and growing up, I was like always into super heavy stuff. Like I I went through like a phase of like pop punk and then it was just like metal, 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 and then I started playing more guitar and it started leaning towards like weirder like Steve Vai and that stuff and getting that way. But yeah, like the heavy stuff, it still has like a soft spot in my heart. Every time I hear somebody making heavy music, it just makes me smile. And that's like, usually right. if I'm playing my stuff in my basement by myself, that's usually what I play unless I'm jamming out to some blues or something. But yeah, it's metal music's the way to go, man. I, I enjoy the technicality of it. I enjoy like the the tightness of it, the aggressiveness of it. It's, you can uh, use so many different kinds of elements with metal. That's true. Uh, you, you can put country elements in metal. You can put hip hop elements in metal. You can put jazz elements, blues. You can put opera. You can put classical. Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> you can use anything with metal. I still remember the first time I went to college. I wrote a, a paper on that. Why like metal? <laughs> yeah, the first time I went to college, I wrote a paper on like why metal music was the best. And it's because they incorporated so much other styles of music into what they did. Like 
especially like classical and things like that. It's just, it's tough to, it's tough to shy away from the technicality of it all. Yeah. No, classical instruments and metal are perfect together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I'm not necessarily like super into classical music, even though I did take a classical music class, uh, the second time I went to college, <laughs> not to give too much of this away, but yeah, uh, let's, let's steer it back towards the course. So you had a, uh, album release party after releasing, uh, a music video, a lyric video, a single, how many, did you release one single or did you go single, single album? We went single, single album. Nice. And the, uh, the album's an EP with four songs on it. Yes. So you got two extra songs slammed out at once instead of one congratulations yep. america <laughs> so the first we actually, we actually got three songs tracked in one session oh that's killer i mean yeah we went we went in there and just knocked it out no it's kind of nice you like go in the first time you're like this worked well we're going in another time and we're going in harder next time you know and when we when we rent uh when we went <laughs> <laughs> and recorded burn it down uh that was actually my first time in the studio oh nice like in yeah. any studio or any studio oh nice i'm trying to so think. that was that was a, a great first experience yeah yeah especially like how positive it went too you know mm -hmm. i mean I'm trying to think my first time in a studio was uh it, it felt positive but it also felt like it kind of sucked the life out of things you know not that like there was anything wrong with it, but the second time I was in a studio, it came out amazing, and that ended up that got released, so I was happy about that. But yeah, yeah. Nowadays, dang. So nowadays, it's like a like this is a studio, but it's like a you know, I, it's a basement. It's just a basement. So I, there's there's a computer there, and I got a microphone here, and like that's that's a studio. But uh, yeah, it's really cool to go in somewhere else and let them take control of everything especially if they've got the computers they've got the mics they're like you stand here and you do your part you know and they hit the yep. play button they're doing all that stuff you don't have to worry about anything but going in there and performing they do all the mixing and mastering making sure everything where it needs to be yeah yeah send me back the stuff and i'd be like okay this needs fixed here 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 and here mm -hmm. and that's it and then every time you get it back the number just dwindles down on things that need fixed and then it's done yes Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. That's the process. It does seem to take a while, but I love it. That's such a great feeling when you know it's just done. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's it. When you listen to it and you're like, I can't, there's nothing I can say to add or take away from this that makes it any more or less of what I want it to be. Well, I can't say that I did improve on a couple of songs. Yeah. <laughs> has released we are planning on taking two songs from the ep and putting them on our full length album that we plan on recording nice full length so we're, we're gonna re-record two with the written with the new renditions and whatnot there's a doggo <laughs> sorry <laughs> amen but yeah i mean i i like the concept of ep then album um the band I'm in did EP, and I, I believe the next one's just going to be another EP, which which is cool. But EP full album kind of feels more like, you know, you did the single to test the waters, went good. We're doing a whole, you know, we're doing an EP to see if people can handle more of this, and then if they like this, whammo, full album. Here we go. Yep. And so far, three out of the four songs are doing pretty solid. That's good. So makes I was wondering about that, like. All you have to look at is the digital stats, and you're like, why isn't why isn't that? Is it like just because it's the fourth song on the on the list on Spotify? Is that why it's like the one that's not getting played as much, or like what? Like, it always makes you wonder, like, why is there a couple songs that get played so much more? Yeah, it's just people favor those ones. Yeah, it it's weird. I don't know the whole concept I of it's weird. Favor, I favor a couple of songs. Well, yeah, I guess I mean that's true. That's very true. I. I mean, heck, if you asked me which one was my favorite, I'd probably go through and pick a favorite, too, and just be like, yeah, I like this one better than these ones, and not to hurt anyone's feelings, it's just the way, I guess, everybody goes, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's that way with Three Finger Betty, though, too. Like, it's so weird because you look online, you're like, man, we spent so much time practicing and, and perfecting this song for what it is. And then there's like a song that's just like, you know, it's like super basic that everyone listens to a thousand times more. And you're like, ah, like, why? I don't, I don't, you don't, you don't get to choose. They choose. Hey, it's that simple stuff that works. <laughs> it honestly is. You know, people do that, that simple stuff. When you start getting real technical, it's a lot harder for for most people to follow. That's true, you know. For uh, you know, for people that aren't watching, which uh, thanks for everybody that's watching on Patreon. But yeah, I mean, he was just like dancing a little bit, and it's like that's true. You can't you can't dance or groove to anything if it's so technical. You can't, you know. And that's right. what that's what the majority of people want to do. They want to feel it. They want to nod their head to it. They want to tap their foot to it. You start getting too nuts, and they kind of can't do that. That's a uh, the the term I always had for that kind of stuff was music that's made for musicians. It's like this is stuff that somebody that's like really in like really really into music made. Yep. So that way somebody else that makes music is like, oh, this is some wild stuff going on here. Um, not to get weird about it, but I listened to like some like I was like watching some live Devo, like recently like Devo, you know the whole like Whip It band or whatever you know. They're weird live. It was so nuts the stuff they had going on. Like I don't know. Go, go check. Uh, Rammstein live. Weren't they not terribly far away? Not too long ago. They they weren't too far away, and I missed it, and I'm upset about it. But I hear their show is wild. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like <laughs> the fun thing about it is when you think about Rammstein or uh, Rammstein, Rammstein. Uh, How are pronounce it? Yes. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, if people don't know, metal band Germany. They've been popular for a while. Uh, lots of pyro. That's basically their deal. Like they build like a mini skyscraper on stage and just have pyro shooting everywhere is what it is. And uh, there's people you wouldn't imagine in a million years would go to a Ramstein concert that are, mm-hmm. that are, that are there enjoying themselves. It's so wild. I um, mean, she's like, Oh, I love it. And yeah, that comes right back to it just has to be a simple groove. And I mean, I, I was tapping my foot to what you were doing. <laughs> it works that easy. It works that easy, everybody. See, see, that's how easy it is. We should uh, we should all do that. Um, yes. Yeah, so building an empire. What what day? Do you remember what day that came out or what month that came out? Because I didn't look at the exact time, but not too long ago. Dropped it in August. August. I think August 12th. All right. Was and where where was your uh, release show for that at? Was that in Marshalltown? Uh, the first one was at Dave and Sally's in Marshalltown. Nice. That's like that is the happening spot. Denny Gray, the owner, he's a great dude. Awesome for allowing all of the musicians to come and have a place to play. Definitely yeah. there. Check it out. It's right on Main Street. Nice, nice. Um, I was gonna ask. Uh, you said you were gonna do another release show though yeah um, so that's i'm assuming a different town yes that's actually going to be at lefties nice uh, on uh the eighth that was the eighth show nice so the show on the eighth uh, i'm sure that's on your facebook page that's uh we have east madison astral space and elysian on the bill oh night. nice nice uh east madison's still going that's cool uh let's see here elysian i think i've played a show with them as well and they're pretty baller as well see it's that thing i get to dip my toe into that metal scene every now and then and i love it it's it's fun seeing the banners because i'm like ah, i think i've played with a couple of these bands you know and you gotta you know that space is great oh yeah lefties is awesome their uh, whole life that they got going on is is, is cool dude <laughs> i will have to say that's secretly my favorite thing to do is to go to lefties and watch shows and then you know when the sound guy's feeling it or the sound person, and they they just reach over to the right a little bit, and they start dinking with the lights, and they're pumping the lights to your music instead of letting the auto chasers fill in. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, right. it's it's so cool to watch them do that. I don't know, I I love that when it happens. And uh, yeah, the lighting's there is great, the sound there is great. It's a great venue for anybody that's never been to Lefties in Des Moines. But uh, an R.I.P. Lefty, the dog, uh, passed away. That's a sad deal, but. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that lefty show is probably gonna be a perfect one too, because then you get to you get to do the hometown crowd in Marshalltown, and then you get to come to I guess what would be called like the the quote unquote big market. This you know I'm using air quotes, the big <laughs> market of Des Moines, and it, I mean there's a lot of music that goes on in Des Moines, but oh, it, absolutely, what's that? Absolutely, yeah, but it's it's but, weird. It's you can't make it to all the shows though. It's so weird how that works. It's just there's not enough time and hours in the day to to get to every show you want to go especially like you you don't live in des moines so it's a drive for you too from marshalltown yeah so i mean you have to plan to go there it's not like you're just like looking at your watch like oh, let's go to a show tonight honey and you just like get in the car sometimes, sometimes. No, I'm not, i've done that a couple times nice nice like, you know look to the like oh you want to go to a show tonight yeah all right that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool Oh man, how far of a drive is it to Des Moines for you? Oh, uh, it's about 35, 45 minutes. 45 minute drive. That's, that's not too bad. That makes me, you know, I mean, I guess it's like two hours for me one way, whatever. It's not a competition, but still 45 minutes is like quite a ways to sit there and think like when you go to shows in Des Moines, you think like, oh, these are all Des Moines based bands. It's like, you know, you guys aren't based out of Des Moines. So like all of you guys have to drive, I'm assuming, you know, like to an extent you know to a show especially you do have a band member that does have to drive two hours from like the waterloo area so yeah yeah it's i a, don't know spencer's a trooper for that yeah i mean it's it's a jaunt uh you know hats off to the people that are out there doing that because i mean that's i guess the thing is when you when i go to shows there i'm sure you're thinking the same thing like that ah, there's a lot of i mean e- even though you're from out of town you're probably like ah, everybody here's from des moines you know it's just like that's just what i think when i'm at bars you know and then i don't really realize that like not all these bands are from des moines you know there's a lot of right. bands that travel around the state to come here you know and there's that that seems to be this thing with metal bands too because metal bands will pop up in small towns and just be like oh that's wild that's like, what i'm trying to do because i live in colo and i'm trying to get a metal show here huh? okay. and and i think that would be great <laughs> where, would, where would be the place to have it in a small town Cause I mean, like, I think small town. It's like, what you got? VFW, Bingo Hall. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking right out in front of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Let's have, a, let's have a block party. Let's go. I'm in. There was a small town not too far from here that used to have a block party one day a year, and they, I mean, like, every small town used to be like, "This is our small town day" or whatever, and, and they yeah. they had one, and that's what they would do with it was. They had a band play, and it was kind of fun. They would they would like set up on somebody's big porch and would play off the porch and like through their lawn into the street, and it was kind of neat. You know, it's a thing. But there there is a a little spot that I could try a couple spots I could try to get into to do a little show. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I mean, setting up those shows organically is always kind of tough too, especially in a place that doesn't necessarily like have those shows because you mm-hmm. think like. Des Moines got lefties. Des Moines got Fremont. Des Moines got Boggs. Des Moines got you go to the bigger places. They got Woolies. They got XBK. I mean, they've got they've got places, you know. So I was they got Gabe's. Yeah, you just start knocking them down. Did I say Fremont? I mean, Fremont's small, but it still counts. So like, there's places. There's places to play in Des Moines, but like, you know, even like Mark, I think. Oh, we got Dave and Sally's. Yeah. And then every now and then, you know, a couple of the other bars will have a little show. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to think, like, you know, where can some original hard rock bands, heavy bands, metal bands, punk bands go, go to play yeah. in, you know, and I'm, this is just my area, but like Fort Dodge. There's like 15 venues there that have singer-songwriters there play all the time, acoustic guitars, duo acts, the whole nine yards, but not too many that would be super open to having heavy bands, you know, so you got to like pick and choose because a lot of them it's just like this is a bar and a restaurant you can't be like screaming like while some kids trying to eat macaroni and cheese six feet from the speaker you know like you gotta like try and think about like the clientele at certain places so it is kind of tough picking those shows out organically <laughs> what's that they screw them clientele <laughs> <laughs> i do get it though too like it's it's tough because you gotta like pick it like we're like in the in those types of bands like uh, Three Finger Betty and things like that. We're not going to be picked to play like the winery shows that some of the fancy no. bands get. No, it's probably not. <laughs> it would be baller though. How how awesome would it be to have like fucking damn? I, I'm swearing a lot. How awesome would it be to have like you know fifty to hundred metalheads show up at a winery and get just get like wine drunk and listen to metal music? Oh, that'd be fantastic. I mean, as long I'm as down. 
the cliche is like, as long as they don't trash anything, but you know, we're not going to trash anything, you know? <laughs> no, it's, we're going to make it classy. Classy. Pinkies up, baby. Uh, classy metal show. Classy metal show. Tuxedo shirts for all. <laughs> tuxedo t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a tuxedo t-shirt if you're a guy to come in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sir, this is Black Tie Affair. A minimum requirement. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. We need to start contacting some wineries and see if we can work this out. We need to come up with a catchy name, like, you know, wine metal something. I don't know. I can't figure it out now. We'll, we'll brainstorm off air here. but yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're just going to run through the stuff again. Uh, you're the vocalist for Orphic Illusion. For anybody that tuned in halfway through, for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, you guys are based out of Marshalltown, and you started in 2021, yeah. which is cool because it's a post-COVID band. And, and th- there's a bunch of those that have kind of popped up, you know, like bands kind of didn't make it through COVID or, or people couldn't do anything, so they started – making a new band but it was like an internet kind of thing where it's just like i'll just reach out on the internet and find random people and see what can happen here you know because what else do you have time to do you know so right. uh, um you know it's it's cool to know that you guys are out there you formed post-covid and then you ended up like not just you know not just being a band on the scene you're actually like trying to be like i don't say trying to be you're being professional about this you know you got music videos you got singles eps uh, I mean, you, your Facebook page looks amazing. You got, you know, they got the verified blue check mark on Spotify. I mean, the whole nine yards. It looks. You guys are doing all the right things to make it, uh, you know, be as professional as possible, which, you know, is not always easy to do. Is takes time, energy, money. We're we're working on it. We're we're trying we're trying our best to be as professional as possible. Yeah, I mean, and that comes right back down to like what we were talking about earlier, you got to have people on the same page. Cause if one person's just like, I don't care, like, yeah, whatever, put that out there. You know, this sounds good enough. Or like, you know, that looks good enough. They don't care. You know, they just flop it out there. And then it's kind of tough. Right. Cause it's like, do we have to, you know, do we sit down and talk, you know, or what's, you just got to kind of figure out where everyone's on the same page. And, uh, that's, yep. I don't know. Being in bands isn't always an easy thing though. Is it? Mm-mm. Writing music together can be a struggle. Yeah, I mean, you have to spend... Because, you know, when you're writing in a group versus when you're writing by yourself, you have so many different ideas that come into play. Versus when you're with yourself, you just have what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're, when you're by yourself. Ideas conflict, and then you have to make compromise. That's right. I mean, when you're by yourself, you get an idea. You're like, yeah, it's a good idea. I'm going to use it. But if you're you know with somebody else and you have an idea and you're like hey i got this idea let's use it and they're like ah, i don't like that i like this idea because i came up with this idea like you said then you got to right. compromise and which could be a good thing you know because it's cool you come up with something that neither person could have come up with originally but and when, you, when you blend everybody's idea get a, a truly unique piece that's true that's true it ends up it ends up being something that couldn't have been created with one person alone but it's mm-hmm. also it's also tough though because you're like you know, you have to sit down and, and think about it. Like, you got to play m- music that somebody else likes. That, like, you know, this, the words that you're saying or you that you've written for vocals, like, have to fit what somebody else can, like, put to a guitar. And the stuff that they're having yep. on guitar has to fit to your vocals, you know. And it's it's basically like, you know, it's four dudes sitting down for extensive hours on end writing poetry together. Of course, it's going to get a little heated, you know. like There needs to be a lot of yin and yang. That's true. I mean, a lot of balance. That's that's wild to think that. Like, I think about all the band dynamics I've been in in situations, and it's it's exactly that. There's there's one side of the coin, and there's another side of the coin in almost every single band, and it's funny because mm-hmm. there's usually almost always a mediator in between, or like two people that are in the middle ground that are just like, I don't know, like this sounds good, you know. So it's kind of funny how that always seems to work out like that. But uh, yeah, no, we really got lucky with. Our, our lineup that we've had so far yeah and i mean it, it's also important to say this though too like just because a band doesn't work out or like one person doesn't fit a band it's not like i've never looked at it in a situation where it's like this person's a piece of crap because they don't play music the way i want them to play music so they're out you know it's never like that it's just like this just didn't fit well there's like no ill right. feelings it's just sometimes personalities between band members don't match yeah you know 
And if there's that negative energy, it's not going to go well. Exactly. And sometimes, sometimes one person wants to try to take over everything, and that never goes well. Also true. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of different factors just come into play when you pick bandmates. Yeah, yeah, and it's it sucks. It sucks that it's not just up to like talent, and that's it. You know. I mean. Oh, if that was the case. You know everything would be peachy <laughs> honestly yeah. nobody would ever leave their job and go to a new job or anything yeah like guns and roses would still be together you know there's no no telling what would be different um but yeah i mean if it was just up to talent everyone you know would just get along forever but it just doesn't work like that unfortunately yeah. and it's it's not always easy to sit down and like it's it's weird because it's almost like you're picking a part-time job and you have to like pick the right people to work with but there's like the only objective is to make noise and you have to like decide all the rest and, and choose yeah, your you're employer trying to find your employees. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing towards you. Hire or garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're doing the same thing towards you. Cause they're like, well, I'm an employer now too. And I have to, you know, we're all working in this together. You know, we're all, you know, 50, 50, 50, 50 or whatever, you know, 25, 20, right. 25, 20. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, but still, we're all splitting this up equally. You know, we all have to carry some sort of a load in this, uh, in some sense. You know, to to contribute, uh, make music, things like that. Which is also like another weird thing in the bands. Like we were talking about it earlier, the band dynamic. Like band dynamics are also pretty interesting because there's always like somebody in the band that's like, you know, the most prepared for everything or like whatever. You know, there's always like somebody that's the most tech savvy about everything. You know, or, yep. or you know, whatever it happens to be. And then you have the one person who's always late. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's, it is literally the least funny thing ever, but it is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, dude, all we do is is play music in time with one another, and you can't show up to an event on time or whatever. You know, <laughs> can't get to practice on time. <laughs> and it's like practices at the same time every week. Yeah. Every, every day, every week. How the fuck are you? How are you late every day of the week? <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And that's the but that's the best thing is if you have people you can get along with it. You're you can just be okay with that. You just take it as it comes because yeah. it's like this is not a hill I'm willing to die on. Just yell at somebody for being right. ten minutes late to something like no, like that's not something I'm going to be too worried about. So, uh, you know, I don't know. That's I always think about those kind of things. I was never. I never got too worked up over like somebody being late or somebody, you know, whatever. Just mostly because it's, it'll all work itself out in the end. If I showed up on time, I don't, I don't care. You know, my my biggest thing is, whatever. Be a little late to practice. Be on time to shows. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say time to shows, be early to shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's a tough one too. When you're at the show and you're like, can we shuffle everything around a little bit here because X Y Z happened and. I hate that. That's that's such a tough one. It's a tough one. But, you know, that's the other other thing with playing music uh, on that level. You have to be flexible because sometimes you can book shows and bands drop off. Or you book shows and, and, you know, something like that happens. Day of shows, something different happens. Or you have something like, uh, I don't know. There's just a million different scenarios you can go through that end up just changing the way things could work. Um, You know, I, I do recall once playing a show. We had, like, booked a show, like, three months in advance. And two of the bands broke up like just before the show started and like couldn't Oof. make the show. And it was like, man, now there's, this is like two band show. And it was like, you know, it's kind of rough to try to fill that much time with just two bands. And Oh, time to play our set twice, boys. Pretty, <laughs> much what, pretty much what we did. We played like everything we could. And then we're just like, just play something. I'll try and follow along. You know, it's like, let's just do that. You know, but by that time it was late anyways. And we were just kind of goofing around. But yeah, it's crazy to sit there and think that that is like a thing that is that's happened at shows and i don't know that's like i would say that's the one benefit to playing the the cover band scene that i'm in sometimes but it it sucks playing three plus hour shows but like you also know like there's no other bands coming before or after so as long as i'm here and the band's here like it doesn't matter it really sucks when you're the singer and it's like a three four hour show oh i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine (laughs) that's gotta be rough i mean guitar players your fingers get calloused after you know so long a plan it's true like our our vocal cords they don't do that yeah if they're callousing that's not a good thing (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh 
Oh, okay. So we're going to plug this one more time for people because we're getting kind of close to the end of this. But the 8th, October 8th, that's your show at Lefties, correct? Yes. Uh, EP released part two with Elysian, Astral Space, and East Madison. Nice. It's going to be a killer show. Love Lefties. It's a great Absolutely. place to go. It's going to be great. Dude, it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Long list of shows. We're playing uh, at Boggs on the 28th. Nice. Love Boggs. Yeah, oh, that, that'll actually be my first time playing that venue. Nice. So, and then a whole long list of shows after that that I can't remember off the top of my head. That's cool. I saw you had some on your Facebook, so I'm assuming that's the place people should go uh, to check it out. I did also see you had a Linktree link for all the links. Yep. Nice. That's the way I... Our, our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube... Perfect. I'm gonna drop. The, I'm dropping the link tree in the description. Everybody, click on that. Just start clicking on the social media and clicking like on all the ones that you use. Yeah, so. follow. And if you like our stuff, share it. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean that's that's honestly the biggest kicker. Oh, my merch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have merch? I do. We do. Uh, we have uh, white shirts with our I logo. Nice. On the left chest portion up here. We have our original black shirts with our Orphic Illusion name. We have uh, these water bottles, these tumbler water bottles that are pretty cool. Some keychains, koozies, a few different stickers. Uh, my wife actually makes these really cool bracelets. Oh, nice. Get it turned around here. It says Orphic Illusion on it. I don't know if you guys should see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's awesome. Oh, it's scrolling <laughs> scrolling past. That's awesome. Takes her a couple hours to make them. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's really cool. It's artsy. I love it. Oh, then, man. Uh, we got a couple other merch ideas that we're working on. Cool. Do you have any physical copies of the album, or is that something that's... Yeah, yeah I have plenty. Nice. I have to... <laughs> All right. So on that show on the 8th, Bring a couple bucks, buy some gear. It's gonna be some good times. Yes, that's uh, that's where it's at. If, if you don't buy gear from you know merch from us, buy merch from one of the other bands that will be playing that night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. Lefties is always a good time. It's always a good place. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that I didn't talk about, or anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't mention? Um. See, I think I, w- I just went through my notes. I got it. That's everything I've got. We're pretty, yeah, we got an, about an hour in here. Yeah. All right. I think we got everything. All right. I think we got it good. So I'll tell you what, S- stick tight. Don't go away. But thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. I love it. Meet new people. I've never met Jesse before. You guys actually got to sit down and, and listen to our first conversation ever. How cool is that? Uh, That's one of my favorite parts about the podcast. It's a little nerve-wracking, though, you know, meeting people you've never met before. But it's awesome when they're nice and cool like Jesse. So uh, hats off, Jesse. I appreciate you sitting down and taking time out of your day to sit down and talk with me about your music. I really do appreciate it. You guys have to check out Orphic Illusion, like we talked about in the podcast. Uh, They are, they're doing it right. Uh, You go look at it. Everything looks really professional. looks really nice. They got music videos out there. They got an EP out there. Go check out the EP. It's available for streaming everywhere. And if you guys are looking for a copy of that EP, the 8th is the date that you want to go watch them live for their second CD release party. So go check it out. It's going to be awesome. Go to the social media. I got a link down below for their link tree, which will have links to everything Orphic Illusion. So check that out. Make sure you go to all the social medias, like, subscribe, and uh, yeah, tell your buddies about it. If it's something you enjoy, if you like this episode, send the episode to somebody. If you like their music, send their music to somebody. Uh, word of mouth for some reason is still just the best even though social media can do so much for everybody word of mouth still seems to be the best way to to get the word out there for everything so i want to say once again thank you jesse for sitting down uh good luck to everybody out there in orphic illusion you guys have shows booked it's going to be awesome i can't wait to maybe play a show with you sometime or if i have some free time i'll come i'll come watch you guys play a show somewhere it's going to be sweet uh I just, I don't know. It, the post-COVID bands that popped up, they are, they're doing it, man. They are out out there doing it. And it's not to say anything about the bands that were around before COVID, but it's like there's a new built-in fervor for all these bands that 
uh, just formed within the last year or so. It's it's like they they were cooped up in the house for a year and they they formed a band and now they're ready for it. And I'll tell you what, ready they are. So go check it out once again. Building an Empire was the album. Go check it out on Spotify by Orphic Illusion. It's it's great stuff. Uh, if you guys are fans of metal or uh, anything of that area or genre, check it out. It's definitely worth checking out. So I want to say thank once again to Jesse Hernandez and thank you to the guests sitting down and listening to this each and every week. It's uh, it's mind-blowing. It's awesome. I want to say thank you guys very much. It means a lot to me that you listen to this every week. Let people know about the podcast and uh, you know just keep enjoying the podcast each and every week. If you're looking to support the podcast, word of mouth, that's uh, once again, that's the best way to do it. Free. It's free and easy. If you guys want to spend a couple bucks, maybe go to the Audible Farm shop. We got hoodies and t-shirts and things of that nature. There's also stickers. Stickers are available for purchase there as well. Or hunt me down at a show. Come to a show. I might have uh, an Audible Farm sticker in my pocket. You never know. Uh, I usually do have some stickers with me somewhere. So hit me up at a show. If you come see me at a show, I do play music with Three Finger Betty and Jesse Wilson music. And occasionally with Clint Riedel music. And when I'm not playing with Jesse or Clint, go watch them anyways because they're awesome solo artists. So check those guys out. Otherwise, Three Finger Betty, we do have... uh, we got some stuff going on, too, so check it out at Three Finger Betty. Otherwise, big thanks to all the patrons on the Patreon channel. If you want to become a patron, it's $1 a month. That's only $12 a year. You get to watch video versions of the podcast. It is that simple. So I just got to say thanks once again to all the patrons. You're the ones out there making this happen each and every week. I appreciate you guys supporting me and doing what I do. It is, uh, that's, man, it's really nice. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, uh... Yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. Go to the shop. Go to the Patreon. Everything else is at audiblefarm.com. And don't forget to check out Orphic Illusion's new EP, Building an Empire. I'm out of here. We'll check you guys later. Peace. Peace.